Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Seemed like a good scheme for Ananias and Sapphira when everyone else was bringing everything into the church and they didn't want to be out of step with the rest of the congregation, so what could be wrong? Actually, they had every right to keep back part of the money if that's what they wanted to do. But what was wrong was what they did was to keep back part of the money and then lie and say they were giving all the money. And their plan would have worked because they tricked everybody but except for one person, God. They didn't trick God. And so the husband of Ananias comes in, and when he's questioned, is that all the money that you made from the property? Yep, that was it. He lied. God struck him dead. And then later, his wife came in, and Peter asked her if that was all the money that's went, that when they sold the property, and, and she, with the same sincere conviction, she lied just like her husband. Now, that was amazing to Peter. And what Peter said in Acts 5.9, Acts 5.9, he said, how is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of God? See, Peter was amazed that neither Ananias nor Sapphira showed any hesitation to lie. And he asked them how they could both be in such lockstep agreement to lie. Well, this is where Jacob is coming from in verse 5 when he says, Simeon and Levi are brethren. He's saying they were in lockstep in agreement to conspire and to deceive and to murder all the Shechemites. And Simeon and the Levi looked so good on the outside, you know, but, but, but they murdered, just like the Lord said about the Pharisees and the scribes in Matthew 23, 27. Matthew 23, 27, when the Lord said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're like the whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but within are full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. So Jacob goes on, and he says about Simeon and Levi in verse 5, instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. Now, the word habitations, I mean, there's a lot of, there's the, 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 the translators here have used a lot of liberty with some of these Hebrew words, and if they would have asked me, I would have told them not to do it, but they never asked me, so what can I do? But the word habitations is actually the Hebrew word for swords, and it's referring to the swords of Simeon and Levi that they used to kill the Shechemites. So Jacob is saying that the swords that Levi and Simeon used were for cruelty as opposed to defense. And those swords should have been only been used as weapons of defense, but instead they used them as instruments of cruelty. And, and by the way, the word uh, cruelty is a word that that is spoken about today. The word for cruelty there is the word Hamas, Hamas, which means terror. And so, you know, whenever you said this group 
the Hamas group in the Gaza, which I'm sure you're going to hear more about tomorrow. But, but anyway, that's the word. That's what it means, cruelty and terror. So Jacob was saying that it, Simeon and Levi were violent men. Now, we can just assume, although we don't know, they probably were the ringleaders and the ones who proposed before Judah stepped in to just kill Joseph, just kill him. Maybe that explains why, why, why Joseph singled out Simeon and said, put him in prison until you get back. We don't know. But after Simeon and Levi had murdered the Shechemites, Jacob gave them a chance to repent. And, 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 and he, when he told them, you've made me to stink among the inhabitants. But instead of repenting, what they did, as we just saw, is they justified what they did in that last verse of Genesis 34, Genesis 34, 31, 34, 31, when they said, should he deal with our sister as with an harlot? Now, as Jacob is sitting here, he's remembering all that Simeon and Levi had done. Jacob now, he turns and he, he talks to himself. He actually does this a couple times here. He just says, this is too rough for me to talk with them. I got to talk to myself. So he talks to himself in verse 6 when he said, Oh, my soul. That's Jacob talking to his soul. Oh, my soul, come not thou into their secret, into their assembly, mine honor. Be not thou united, for in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. Where else in Scripture have you seen someone talk to his soul? What can you think of? David. David, what did he say to his soul? Right. Right, and in Psalm 43, 5, it says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? And then he, and he talks to his soul. He says, Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance so, and my God. So when David doesn't have anybody to talk to him, he talks to himself, and he, you know, it's funny. So he's feeling discouraged. He's feeling depressed, David is. He talks to his soul. He says, Come on, soul. Why are you cast down? It's time to rise up, O man of God. And, and praise God for your health and for the fact that, that you have God as your God. And then there was another time when, 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 when David spoke to his soul. Anybody remember that one? We sing a chorus about it. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. There he is in Psalm 103.1, Psalm 103.1, and, and, and it's the time when David felt that it's been a little bit too, too long there's no blessing of the Lord going on here. So, and I don't want any half-hearted praising of the Lord. He's saying to himself, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. And so he's calling for a wholehearted praise. There's another person who spoke to his soul, but this is not a good conversation that he had with his soul. And that was the rich man. You remember when the rich man, what he said to his soul? The one, he, he, the one who built all those barns? He said in Luke 12, 19, Luke 12, 19, I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat and drink and be merry. That was not a good conversation that he had because that was a conversation when he was saying, who needs God? Who needs God? He says, you only live once, so live luxuriously. Well, here Jacob's talking to his own soul when he says to his soul, withdraw, recoil, draw back. Don't come near their secret. So he's talking about their secret. Now, when he talks about their secret, it could have several meanings. First, there was the great secret that they kept from the Shechemites when they tricked them into becoming and got them incapacitated so they could murder them. Now, it may have looked 
like Jacob was going along with that, with Levi and Simeon on their deception and murder. And some might have thought, well, Jacob, you know, he's the father. He had to be okay with him. He's probably in there. He's probably in there when they went out and he said, get them, boys. Go get them, boys. Don't let one of them live. So Jacob wants to make it very clear that he has nothing to do with this. And he says, oh, my soul, come not now near, come not thou into their secret. Now, that could be. In other words, my soul was not in their secret. He might have been saying that. And, and Simeon and Levi did have a secret. They spoke to Shechem. Their secret was after that they were circumcised, that they would murder them. And Simeon and Levi did not reveal their secret or of their evil intention when they spoke to Shechem. Who else in the Bible had a secret intention, evil intention, that he didn't reveal to the person he was talking to? David to Bathsheba? A husband. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's a, that's a real good one there. When he said, you know, uh, just carry this note back to Joab, you know. <laughs> it's his death warrant, you know. But anyway, how about, one, how about one early in the Bible, real early? Who's, pardon? Satan. Yeah, Satan. It's it. Remember the serpent? The serpent, we spoke with Eve in Genesis 3, verses 4 and 5. Genesis 3, 4 and 5. It says, the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So there's the devil. He's speaking of the eyes being open, but secretly, he's intending for them to fall into sin. There's Simeon and Levi, speaking of marriages, but secretly, they're intending to murder them. But on the other hand, Jacob also could have meant that Levi and Simeon had like this secret spring inside of them, which was the evil. It was the source of the evil from which this deception and this murder came out. Like the Lord spoke about those secret things in, 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 in Matthew 12, 33, Matthew 12, 33, where the Lord said, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for a tree is known by his fruit. So it was the secret tree. So uh, anyway, whatever it was, he says, don't get near that. And now he says in verse six, Jacob uses the word uh, assembly, come not thou unto their assembly. He actually used the Hebrew word kehalat, which is the word for church. It's the word for church. So what Jacob was saying is, don't go to that church. Don't go to that place where they advocate violence. It's what Paul was telling Timothy, he said in, in, uh, to do in 1 Timothy 6.5, 1 Timothy 6.5, where Paul says, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, destitute of truth, supposing that gain is godliness, from such withdraw thyself. Just recoil back. He's meaning, he's meaning back, back away. It's like when, when, when um, Solomon is writing in, 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 in Proverbs, which is really an instruction to his children, to his sons, and it says in Proverbs 115, Proverbs 115, my son, Walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path, for their feet runt evil and make haste to shed blood. And when you think about it, for the whole book of Psalms to start with those words, which are really a statement of don't do that, don't go there, don't do that, in Psalm 1-1, the first verse in Psalm where it says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. He's blessed because he doesn't go. 
and he, and he recoils back. Now, it's interesting that when, when, when Jacob speaks about his soul, he calls his soul his honor. He says, my honor is at stake. And he says, oh, my soul, come not thou in their secret unto their assembly. Mine honor be not thou united. Very strong statement for a father to be talking about recoiling from his sons so that he's not united with his sons. So here, Jacob now puts his finger right on the problem of Simeon and Levi when he says, their anger, their anger. This is how Reuben and, and, and Simeon and Levi are linked together, not by anger, but they're linked together because all of them lost control. They lost self-control. Reuben lost control of his sexual passions, and Simeon and Levi lost control of their anger, and they both boiled over, boiled over. Now, there are two, two, these are two problems which are right off the bat identified here in what Jacob's saying. This problem is lust for a woman and anger against another or revenge. And can't you just now picture the Lord Jesus Christ speaking in the book of Matthew with the Old Testament as he always had it within his sight? And can't you just see the Lord Jesus thinking of these first seven verses in this Genesis chapter 49? He's thinking about the lust of Reuben. He's thinking about the anger of, of Simeon and Levi as the Lord now, he, he refers to Reuben who, who, who first lusted in his heart for Bilhah before he raped her, and then he committed this adultery rape with her. And then with that in mind, the Lord says in Matthew 27, 28, Matthew 27, 28, you have heard, Matthew 5, 27, Matthew 5, 27, 5, 27, okay, turn around the mount. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery, but I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Are you listening, Reuben? This is, what, this is who he's addressing here. This is the issue he's talking about. He's thinking, the Lord is thinking of, of, of Genesis 49, 3 and 4 about Reuben raping Bilhah, and the Lord addresses adultery as a look. And, and can't you just see then the Lord thinking about the next verses here, in Genesis 49, 5 through 7, and seeing the anger of Simeon and Levi, who were first, who were so enraged against the Shechemites and then murdered them. And with that in mind, he then continues on. He says in, in, in Matthew 5, 21, Matthew 5, 21, uh, he says, you've heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in a- danger of judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother, without a cause, shall be in danger of, of the judgment. Shall be in danger of the judgment, you see? So he, he and, and it's like you can see the Lord saying that, and it's, are you listening, Simeon and Levi? Because it was the anger in your heart. It was your feeling of anger that this all comes down to. Now, this link is so important to see between the Old Testament and the New Testament. You know, it, 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 Charles Stanley has a son named Andy Stanley, and he's really gone off into outer space. And he says, recently said, that Christians need to be unhitched 
from the Old Testament and just study the New Testament. You might guess, I don't agree with that. <laughs> anyway, so, so Jacob said that in the anger of Simeon and Levi, that they slew a man, referring to Shechem. And then he says in verse 6, in their self-will, they dig down a wall. Now, what this means, they dig down a wall, not everybody agrees. Some people see that the word wall, wall is close to the word ox. And so they say, well, that means that they cut the Achilles tendons on the ox and hamstringed them. You remember when we were reading that and I told you that, that, that they took their oxen? Who would want an oxen that couldn't walk? So I don't believe that. But it, it, so it doesn't make sense. But what does make sense is that this word for wall is very close to the word sar, sar, or prince, which is what I think it's referring to. In other words, they killed Shechem, who was a prince. And now it uses this word self-will. Again, they didn't ask me when they did the translation, so you know, that's all there is to it. But in verse 6, it says, in their self-will, they dig down a wall. But actually, when you look at these Hebrew words, it would be better to translate it, they exterminated a prince. They exterminated a prince rather than, than dig down a wall or hamstring to knocks. But, but the issue here that I'm trying to bring out is it's a Hebrew word which is translated as self-will, self-will. It's actually the word ratzon. And ratzon means delight. It means delight. You'll find that word in the Song of Solomon. But anyway, it means delight. So what verse 6 is saying is that while they were killing these Shechemites, they were in a state of delight. They were in a state of, which puts a very high degree of wickedness there in what they did. They took pleasure in this murder. Murder. It reminds us of Saul of Tarsus. Saul of Tarsus, who later became the Apostle Paul, at the time when Stephen was being stoned to death as a martyr, that what Paul was doing in Acts 8.1, Acts 8.1, it says Acts 8.1, Paul, Saul, Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were scattered abroad. So this is Stephen who is being killed. And as Stephen is being killed, the record says Paul, or Saul, was consenting unto his death. And the Greek word, Greek word for consenting means took pleasure in. He was taking pleasure in. It's the same description as Simeon and Levi. Just as Simeon and Levi were ratzon, they were taking pleasure in the death of the Shechemites, Saul of Tarsus was taking pleasure in the death of the, of, of the Lord's disciple, Stephen. Now, this is just what the Lord Jesus said was going to happen in John 16.1. John 16.1, he gave this warning. He said, these things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. The reason pleasure is taken in killing, in, in killing is because they haven't known God the Father and they haven't known God the Son. So this, this matter of taking pleasure in wickedness is where it is described by Paul in the first chapter of Romans when he's describing how, how the depravity of man, the wickedness, when he says in Romans 129, Romans 129, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, 
wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, and whispers. Backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventor of evil things, disobedient parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. Who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Same thing. Now, after Jacob has now described the sin of Simeon and Levi, he moves on to pronounce a curse in verse 7. So you look at verse 7. Take a look at verse 7. And let me ask you, does Jacob say, cursed be Simeon and Levi? Is that what the text says? No, it doesn't say that. What does it say? Cursed be their anger. Cursed is the anger of Simeon and Levi. Now, you look at that, you say, well, what's the difference? Why not? I mean, you would think that after going through this horrible wickedness of Simeon and Levi and how he would stay away from their soul, their secret, then you, you would have thought that Jacob just would have cursed Simeon and Levi. But he didn't curse Simeon and Levi. Why not? What's the difference between Jacob cursing Simeon and Levi and Jacob cursing their anger? What's the difference? No difference? Okay, so who's the sinner? Right, what's the sin? That's it, that's it. This is a marvelous point that Jacob is bringing out for us here in verse six, seven, when he said, cursed be their anger. He's made a distinction between the sin and the sinner, and he's cursing the sin of anger, and he's not cursing the sinners of Simeon and Levi. I mean, he's seen something. Jacob has seen something in verse seven that we need to see in people. The difference between the sin and the sinner and he's done what we need to do, curse the sin, love the sinner, or hate the sin, love the sinner. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. Reach Israel. Join Tom Cantor for the second annual Israel Restoration Ministries Jewish Evangelism and Training Conference in San Diego, California, February 22nd and 23rd at the Creation and Earth History Museum. Early bird registration, only $99, includes a two-day conference pass, meals, teaching, creation museum, and tabernacle admission, 
plus over $150 worth of equipping resources. Come hear Tom Cantor, Dr. Michael Brown, Dan Sered, and more on how we can reach the lost in America and Israel on February 22nd and 23rd. Call 619-599-1104, 619-599-1104, or sign up at ReachIsrael.com. That's ReachIsrael.com. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. Grow deeper in God's Word with the Friendship with God King James Version Study Bible prepared by Tom Cantor. This genuine lambskin large print study Bible features the history of Israel, full-color timeline and maps, frequently asked questions about the Jewish Messiah, prophecy and fulfillment study, Hebrew root notations and definitions, the life study of Joseph, and so much more. Order your copy today for only $49.95. That's $49.95. And receive a free personal signed copy by Mr. Tom Cantor, along with your name engraved on the cover. To order your Friendship with God Study Bible, call 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Or visit us at creationbookstore.com. That's creationbookstore.com. 